I want to turn our attention to homelessness in London now because uh, there was a story in the London Free Press this week that if you did not see, uh, you should. It demands our attention. Uh, The paper reported, according to organizations in London that advocate for the homeless, between January and October of this year, at least 46 people experiencing homelessness have died. Now, for reference, that covers a period of 43 weeks. So we unfortunately are looking at a situation of at least a death a week on average. And that is a sharp increase from last year for the entire calendar year. And of course, this year is not done yet. It underscores how serious the issue is in London and why affordable housing, which currently has a wait list of more than 6,000 people, is such a priority for London City Hall. Uh, Jessica Manzera and Sean Warren are with the London Intercommunity Health Center and join us now to talk about this. Uh, appreciate you both uh, joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Devin. It's a pleasure to be on this morning. It has been reported that there have been at least 46 deaths between January and October, at least three more in November. What is the situation amongst the homeless population right now? So I I think London's homeless-deprived community is up against a few complex barriers. Our community is in the midst of some co-occurring crises um, and leading into one of them being poverty. When we look at an individual social determinants of health, we often think of income being uh, the first uh, the first caveat of a person that we look at. And when someone has um, such such low fixed rates from social income, um, it doesn't really match the standard of living for a Londoner. Uh, which then leads us into the second crisis that we're experiencing is as a housing related one. Um, where we're recognizing that income doesn't support rent when it's above $1,000 a month. Um, We're seeing Londoners who have historically been, you know, making ends meet and just not able to do so um, in the last few years. And then I think things get complicated with street-level living, and we also lean into a, a health crisis where we're seeing increased infections, increased chronic health diagnoses due to long-term exposure to elements. And we're also combating a volatile drug supply. When we mix all those pieces together and then add in layers of criminalization, trauma, mental health and substance use uh, and violence, um, we're recognizing that the longer people are deprived of being afforded the dignity of safe and affordable housing, the more difficult it is to gain stability and exit street-level living. What impact has the pandemic had on this? I think the pandemic's impact has been far-reaching. Um, Jeff leaned into so many of the social determinants of health uh, and numerous crises we're experiencing in the community right now. Uh, the pandemic really exacerbated that. There was a reduction in ac- uh, access to hygiene and basic needs resources in the city. Um, and the, the silos that we've been working in for so long, it really came to a fore, uh, us being able to recognize uh, internally as well with a lot of our, our partners in the community that this approach hasn't worked for a long time. So uh, the pandemic stripped back a lot of resources. We saw a, a decrease in access to supportive housing environments that had those chronic health conditions met, increases in isolation, which is extremely dangerous when we're talking again about an increasingly volatile street supply of substances. Um, but it also uh, brought about the opportunity for us to lean in 
uh, listen to our community and work with our community partners here to try to develop some creative new ways to work together, expand our scopes and find some solutions to these uh, concerns such as poverty, housing deprivation, which have just gotten worse throughout the last few years. Records show we had uh, 31 people uh, die last year, which is also far too many uh, and tragic in its own right. Uh, what do we to what do we attribute that increase? Is it is it pandemic related? Or is there more to it? Uh, I think just lean into that really well, um, mentioning the number of issues across the social determinants of health um, that are affecting individuals. It's not so much that something's changed. I think it's more what hasn't changed. Poverty, housing deprivation uh, in the city continue to be prevalent issues. There's an increase in the volatile street supply of substances. Um, that coupled with isolation, as I'd mentioned, is, is a really dangerous mixture. Uh, there's also been a lack of equity across sectors throughout um, a long time. And again, we are leaning into this a lot with our community partners coming together, trying to figure out a way that we can create an ecosystem in our, in our city that's conducive to the wellness of all Londoners. Are we doing enough to support those experiencing homelessness in London? I think there's always opportunity to reevaluate systems and programs that our, our community members interact with. And some of that looks like including the voices of those with lived experience in the design and implementation of those services. You know, we strongly believe that we need to truly listen to where those gaps are and what solutions are possible. Uh, you know, the pandemic really highlighted the need to do things differently and to lean into creative and innovative solutions for those who are deprived of housing. And we always want to extend a generosity of spirit uh, in knowing that all agencies in this sector are doing the best with the ability and limitations of their sector in our current poverty crisis with a layer of potent drug supply while we're in a health crisis and a housing crisis. All of these interplay and interconnect together. There's uh, city politicians, there's folks uh, such as yourself. Is there something the average Londoner can do to help? I think the the great part about London and in that generosity of spirit is that our housing organizations have a wealth of knowledge and an utter openness to educate people on the human experience of being housing deprived. I think finding ways um, for individuals to share this knowledge and be heard as true experts is integral, particularly those who have lived experience. You know, it can be hard work and, and we at times will need to unlearn and relearn beliefs that we've held for years. This is an issue that requires, that doesn't require a passive response. We are required to be assertive uh, in addressing these issues and thinking about ways we can develop our community. I think we always encourage folks to uh, engage and, and to talk to their local, uh, provincial and federal um, uh, candidates. Uh, and representatives and and seek knowledge from experts and organizations um, to help better understand the landscape that people are living on a street level. In 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 simplicity, we need to keep talking. It's uh, it's an important conversation, and I really appreciate you guys uh, joining me today to to have uh, have it today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate you having us on. Thanks so much. That is uh, Jessica Manzera and Sean Warren from the London Intercommunity Health Centre.